breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Free. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Busy weekend. Wow. What a weekend. Hail? Did you get hail? I didn't see it around my place. I got a I strong didn't... storm. But I know a lot of people got my got, golf ball. Yeah. Golf tennis ball size at some Some were saying tennis ball. Benton, Blanchard, Wascombe, Marshall, Hard Hit, South Lakeshore Drive. I saw some golf ball size. They're going to be insurance adjusters out like crazy yeah. today. Roof damage, car damage. Got a, a text from my son. Uh, I guess it was Sunday morning uh, showing me pictures, a handful of, from Kilgore, you know, a handful uh, of uh, hail that uh, that they had there as well. And Well, we could hear it, mm-hmm. you know, at, it, at one point. It was amazing how it came in, and I was texting the folks at the crew of Highland because I'm like, your parade's supposed to roll at 1. I had to be somewhere at 1.15 myself, so I'm trying to figure out, are you going to roll? Are you? What's the status? And they were telling me, we're going to wait and roll after the thunderstorm moves through. That didn't mean we're going to delay. It just meant if we have to, we'll wait until the thunderstorm moves through. And uh, it turns out it it, it, it moved through in time for them to roll at their regular time of one o'clock. I was I was watching because we had family come in from out of town and mm-hmm. nieces and you know family members that sure. came in. Uh, Mike, my, my daughter came in, and uh, we were trying to see. There was another round that was supposed to come through after mm-hmm. that one around eleven that that hit. Yep. Um, I think it kind of moved south. They may have kicked the Barksdale bubble in. They turned the bubble on. I think yeah. they turned the bubble on. They did. The bubble was on. Because mm-hmm. it kind of broke up and moved south and, and up north. and It made for a great ride for the parade. They were able to roll. Yeah. I still it, didn't go. You didn't? I, I, no. My wife. My wife. Did you go? Oh, yeah. I caught a hot dog. Did you? My oh, wife yeah. caught two hot dogs. <laughs> you chowed down within five minutes, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta, you gotta get them while they're fresh. Oh yeah, <laughs> I got them in the fridge. <laughs> you saved them. Yeah, she didn't eat them right then. No, she she brought them back to me. Oh wow. She goes, would you eat this? I said, yeah, yeah. I I talked to them. I know they're good. They're right. fine. They're they're absolutely delicious. Yeah. I got a few good catches. I got, I got like a bag of cracklins. We got some ramen noodles. Um, <laughs> We got we got one definitely one weird one. Uh, it's like this antique looking little doll. Me and my wife are convinced that it's cursed. We we probably shouldn't have brought it back in our oh, house. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Is it creepy? Yeah, it's creepy. It's creepy as hell. Oh, I hate it. Wow! <laughs> I want to see it. Bring it up I know, here. I, do too. I, I have I have a picture. I'll if for, oh, yeah. for anybody listening, I'll I'll send it to you. Maybe okay. we'll put it up on the keel page. Yeah, I'll put it really? on the keel page. Really, a doll. Yeah, it's like a li- it's a little little maybe. Seven and a half inch doll with okay. a with a porcelain looking face and little wire rim glasses. It's creepy. I hate it. How would you describe the crowds at Highland? Um, medium or, um, or low? Uh, around where around where we go, which is like uh, around Rutherford at that sort of overflow parking mm-hmm. where sent, at Centenary. Yeah, we're we're in that area, and it was it was pretty crowded. Was uh, it b- between the Centenary students and you know. Me and Greg Adams was out there. Greg, okay. Greg came out and slummed it with me and my no good friends because we we have a we have a buddy with a house right on the parade route there. Okay, and uh, yeah, yeah, we had a great time. The crowd was pretty good where now, we were. Now, didn't your wife ride in the parade? No, no, no. She went to the ball. Oh, but, okay. Because yeah, we 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 paid for crewmanship this year, so we we missed the brunch because we both had the flu. But oh. but she got to go to the ball. Oh, that's very cool. Well, why weren't y'all riding? If you I don't know. if you joined the the parade, I I have no desire to ride. <laughs> I've done parades before and yeah. ridden in parades, and it's more fun to be on the ground near a house with a normal bathroom and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. I'm with you, Ruben. That is my sentiment exactly. I want to just watch the crowd. I don't even want to catch stuff. I just want to, you know. Now, Highland Parade, I'm kind of down with that because it sounds oh, yeah. like you're grocery shopping. Oh, yeah. Let me oh, just yeah. go my to the wife, Highland Parade and get some groceries. My wife came home with ramen noodles. Mm-hmm. She did have 
like, I don't know, four or five packs. Our niece, our little niece, so cute. Um, heard Dina one time mention that she liked, you know, we like ramen and, and caught her ramen and brought her. Oh, so wow. So sweet. So many of my friends caught moon pies and uh, and enjoyed that. that. They just, the Highland Parade, it, it's just a, it's one of a kind. Yeah. It really is one of a kind. It reminds me of some of those old timey parades in New Orleans that just roll through the neighborhood. The neighborhood parades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. They're just a hoot. And the crew of Oceanus that rolled Friday night mm-hmm. around St. Vincent Mall, I heard several people say, you know, it was a lot of fun. Yes. It was just, it was quirky, mm-hmm. you know, it was, and it was their first one. Right. And uh, it ended up being a lot of fun. Jim and I got the worst of it. They were rolling in the rain. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was miserable. I again went up the parkway at about 1030 and... Mike, it was coming down. It, I, oh, I felt yeah. so bad. I thought, and those people were, some of them were in t-shirts. And it was chilly. It was 60 degrees. And you're getting soaking wet. Yeah. I think they were warmed up by other things. I think that that's where <laughs> they got there's their. There's a little liquid libation. Yeah, I think so. I think something was warming them up. Because they, <laughs> I'm like, you are an idiot. You really are. If you were out there in a t-shirt. But I guess, you know, it's going to get wet. Well, I get everything wet. I don't know. But I did see a lot of the hunting gear again. But um, I mean, gosh, once it, you're wet, it's just just go with it. Just right, roll with it. Right, exactly. And I, I did see some families huddled under a tent, you know, waiting for the parade to come. So they were trying to stay dry. But it was fruitless. Some of that rain was coming in sideways. It was sad. Wow. Sad, sad, sad. I ended up not going. I just, yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, no. Uh, no. Even we had family that walked down Gemini mm-hmm. because later in the evening it, it slacked off. Yes, and and they walked down and said they had a good time. Good. There was you good. know pretty pretty decent you know no 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 they said it was it was pretty light crowd. Was it okay? And, and that way they because they they were able to get a lot of stuff. Oh, I bet yeah. You know, and then Highland they they walked down. Highland just it's just an incredible parade. Congrats to all the crews. They just had a magnificent year. Tomorrow is the crew, uh, the the kids' parade. It's at Pierre Bossier Mall. I think they're going to go around the mall. I believe they do a full lap around the mall, maybe two. But it's a um, it's a fun family event, and, and kids will get all kinds of goodies. So who knows? It'll be a big – I think the rain looks like it'll be decent tomorrow. I think we'll have a decent weather day, but you never know. Hold, please. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, yeah, actually, only a 10% chance of rain, and, and it says no, not even clouds. Good. Good, good, good. Sunny and sixty-two. That's the parade to be to. By the way, thirty-four tonight. Oh my! I love it. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Open the door this morning. I was like, oh, yep, coat. Need Uh, need the jacket. Yeah, love it. I'm okay with it. I'm ready for summer. (laughs) It's February. (laughs) Yeah, February. You you got a point. Uh, Cato School Superintendent Lamar Gorey going to be joining us uh, in the 8 o'clock hour talking about uh, declining enrollment in some uh, Cato Parish schools. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. Tim Fletcher with Sports Next. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Ruben, I... I know you did. I'm sure we probably even talked about it. You watched Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, my wife was really into it. So basically, I watched the whole thing beginning to end. That's like my wife was a cat person. So I became a cat person. Right. You know? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, We, over the weekend, my daughter, it scares me that my daughter loves these Murder prison shows, <laughs> these, you know, true crime stories. Oh, God, what she gets you hooked on now? We watched, and, and I bring up Game of Thrones because, and, and maybe you know how to, the, the actor that plays Jamie Lannister. Okay. Nicolaj. Oh, I can't. Holder. Yeah, yeah, he's a uh, Scott or mm-hmm. British, I don't know. Um, he played, it's a movie called Shot Caller. Okay. And it's it, it's so well done. Now it's very. I'm not recommending this. Very rough. 
he plays a guy who's a stockbroker, successful, beautiful wife, mm-hmm. young son. They, he gets arrest. Uh, he gets arrested because he he DWI crash mm-hmm. that kills his buddy in the back seat of his oh, car. No. So it's negligent, you know, manslaughter, mm-hmm. uh, and and um, ends up going to prison. Well, he ends up getting involved with uh, the Aryan Brotherhood. Oh God, gang. Jeez, and he, and it's that story. It's it's. Very, very rough. Oh, yeah. I've seen clips of this. I just Googled it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Even the clips I've seen were pretty rough. So I mm. guess I'm going to have to get on it now. (laughs) (laughs) Right up your alley. These are the kind of of movies I like. (laughs) Well, okay. You will like this. It's, it's, uh, and, and ironically, we had just watched one of these documentary shows on the Aryan Brotherhood. A, B, and and their, you know, their symbolism and, and their dominance in these prisons. Um, it was interesting. Uh, again, it wouldn't be my first choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I had watched that documentary before, I understood and caught a lot of the references in the film ah, okay. that I wouldn't have noticed, like the shamrock that they use. Mm. And 666 is the Aryan Brotherhood because it's... The shamrock was used by St. Patrick to teach the story of the Trinity in Ireland. All right. And and, and the Aryan Brotherhood uses it because they are the antithesis of. So it's evil, Uh, you know, it's, but, but. uh, And this is your daughter's thing, huh? (laughs) Red flag, warning, warning. Yeah. So fun. And you never think it. If you met her and knew her oh, and she's, know. you know, active in her church, and it was so That's funny. That's funny. But um, I've also been watching Masters of the Air. Just started it. Oh, my God. Why haven't you told me about this? Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks. Oh. It's the third in the series behind Band of Brothers and uh, the Pacific, which are phenomenal. Yes. A lot of people don't like the Pacific. I thought it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, Band of Brothers, ultimate, it's oh. never be topped. Never. never be. Never. Never will anything be as done as well as that. This has the kid from Elvis, Austin, whatever his name is. Yes. So good. So good. Okay. I, 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 I'm enjoying it. Let me mm-hmm. say that. Um. It is not the writing to me. It's not on par. Really? To me, in my okay. humble opinion. And also, uh, Austin, oh my gosh. Butler, is it? Butler, thank okay. you. It's like he's playing Elvis still. His voice, I noticed that too. His voice was still sounding like and Elvis. He's, he's yeah. just, every shot, he's posing like a World War II pilot. He's sitting there, yeah. all right, man, we're going to go. I'm like, come on, man. Show a little bit of depth as an actor. I, I noticed that in his voice. I thought, it sounds like Elvis. Come on, again. boys. We're going yeah. to go get him. I know. I'm like, well, come on. Yeah. Now, the, it's very well done. Um. But I, I'm I'm caught up. I think there are four episodes that they've released so far. They're doing it one a week. I hate when they do that. <laughs> Dump it all. You know you've got it. Dump it all. Let me well, look see, at it all. But it's genius because you okay. You want to watch it, and then you sign up for Apple Plus, yeah. and then you've got to hold on to it for right. You know, can't two cancel. months at least. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I understand why they're doing it. Oh, by I already the way, had it, but. Speaking of that, Amazon Prime has now just made a deal to show one of the NFL playoff games next year. So if you don't have Amazon Prime, you're going to, like they did this year with Peacock or whatever, you're going to have trouble finding a certain playoff game. See, I don't have Peacock. And I'm, my gosh, I'm not going to sign up for another streaming service. I have it. So there will be a playoff game that I'll... I'll, No, I have Amazon Prime. Do you? Yeah, I already have that. For those who love the Saints, let's hope it's not one of the Saints games (laughs) next year because we all know the Saints are going to the Super Bowl in New Orleans next year. Lamar Gorey (laughs) going to be joining us after the top of the hour. Cattle Parish School Superintendent, 101.7 FM, 710 Q. Breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. We 
got some reports this morning. Uh, uh, a lot of fire units over in Bossier. Uh, some activity at the, one of the hotels in mm-hmm. Bossier. You reached out to Lewis Johnson. Yes, uh, there was a report at the Homewood Suites. Um, turns out it was a minor electrical problem. No fire. It was the Homewood Suites on Old Minden Road in Bossier. If you saw all the emergency vehicles and fire trucks there, we were told um, there was. It came in as a call from smoke in a room, but it turned out to be an electric. You know how an electrical short possibly will yeah. give an odor, mm-hmm. and so they called it in. Very real quick, distinct odor. Got it taken care of. They, uh, Lewis Johnson says he does not believe there was any kind of evacuation of the hotel, so everything's taken care of. But that's what was going on. If you're wondering about the Homewood Suites. Coming up, uh, we were talking about... Uh, tragedy in our community. Yes. Um, just unbelievable to, to have to tell you a baby... Yeah. ...sleeping in his crib... At four in the morning. ...shot to death. Talk about that. we got to take a break. Mike McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 com. Back with McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. So apparently late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, about 4 o'clock, there was a shooting that took place uh, 500 block of East Stoner at the Stone Vista Apartments. Shreveport Police released a, a photograph, kind of a blurry photograph of the suspect vehicle. Uh, red, I, don't, I can't even tell if this is a, a Dodge, did they not, say? I'm not, they didn't say, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a, it looks like a sedan. Mm. Um, and that that had driven through doing a drive-by shooting into the apartment complex, mm. and a one-year-old child was asleep, obviously in its bed, and got hit in the head by a bullet. So now this family is dealing with the loss of a child, burying a one-year-old little boy. He's identified as uh, Carter Martin. The bullet was fired into the apartment. Uh, someone else was also wounded. It's the 8th homicide in Shreveport and Caddo Parish. Coroner's office is doing an autopsy. I, Mike, this is when I get at a loss for words. Um, and they're saying yeah. these are teenagers in this car. These are young people. So do they have an idea of who it might be? They, are, they, are they basing this on the vehicle itself? Maybe? I'm sure they've tracked the vehicle and they know who owns the vehicle and they know who probably rides around in it. Police, that's the thing. If you ask any officer... They will say, we've dealt with these people before. Right. We've had this, we've had them do other things that they shouldn't have been doing. And now they've just taken it up to another level. But you open fire on an apartment at four in the morning. You obviously have a beef with somebody in that apartment. But don't you also know there's a baby in there? Don't you have an idea that you might be jeopardizing a baby? They don't care. That's the part that I just struggle. How, how do you... How do you deal with animals that don't care at all? And, you know, 95% of us, I'd say 99% of us, would never even think about handling a dispute this way. Well, of course not. But it's that small percent in our community that keeps terrorizing the rest of us. And and it's not it's not happening in every single neighborhood. But you, I mean, but you said you had an episode. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but it's like it. You don't know when or where anything silly is going to happen. This morning, I, I will say, this morning I was getting leaving for work, started up my truck, and and we have th- we have three vehicles in our driveway, mm-hmm. and my wife, we have one that's strictly used for a dog vehicle. She mm-hmm. does a lot of work with the Humane Society. Uh, of Northwest Louisiana, and she transport dogs, and it's a forerunner. Well, the the passenger side door was open, mm. and I was like, oh, "Wait!" And then it dawned on me, "Wait a minute!" And I go in, and the, the glove box had been open. There's stuff on the floor. I said, "Scumbags!" Mm-hmm. Going around trying doors. Yeah. My truck wasn't bothered. My truck was locked. Right. You know, and, and it just happened to be one time when, when it wasn't locked. Uh, I, I just, I have, 
it's so offensive. It's just offensive that people have so little regard. Now, I mean, obviously, no, fortunately, nobody was hurt. Right. But they're, Aaron, they're slithering through our streets at night. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and the thing about it is so many of these homes now have video. So they know they're probably going to be caught on video. Right. But they don't care. They have no clue. Yeah, see, our ring camera is at the front of the house, and it doesn't quite get the. So right. I'm, I'm doing a new floodlight oh, to yeah. cover and, and another camera. And that's what we end up doing. You right. know, I put cameras in at my place as well that show my car, show my driveway, show all that. And, you know, it's just sad that we have to go to that extreme because of that 1% in our community that just thinks they're going to take from the rest of us. We had the fire chief Clarence Reese Jr. and Shreveport police chief uh, Wayne Smith in studio late last week. And one of the comments that was made about arrests, and they said, uh, I think Chief Smith said, he asked one time, one of the officers, when was the last time you arrested somebody that was their first arrest? And he was like, I couldn't tell you. It doesn't happen. happen. Everybody they deal with, Mm. They're very familiar with, yeah, and and have been arrested before, usually multiple times. Why are they out on the streets? Why mm. can't we keep them in jail? Because that's our laws. That's what we do. I just please urge you to pray for this family of one-year-old Carter Martin. This family's now planning to bury a baby. I guarantee you, Aaron, I would lay money. The fact that when they find these people, it's not going to be the first incident No, it's, it's that they've never. been involved with. You can see the car and read the story. If you know anything, if you, it's an orange car. It's a very unusual car. Keelnews.com. Just keep the family in your prayers because I can't even imagine the thought of burying a one-year-old. Oh, senseless. Mm-hmm. Caddo Parish School Superintendent Lamar Gorey going to be joining us after the top of the hour. 101.7 FM, 710 Keel. Get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty still uh, yesterday of course uh, Super Bowl Sunday um, I enjoyed some of the commercials mm-hmm. I did uh, I, I was fascinated by the fact that um, Suits which is now streaming on Netflix as of uh, last uh, uh, like October mm-hmm. they started streaming Suits has become. The highest rated streaming program on in Netflix history. Wow. wow. A 10-year-old show oh. that started in 2011, mm. um, bypassing Wednesday, the the Adams Family Girl sure. program, and uh, and Stranger Things, Whew. which is remarkable to me. Well, so it, it's, it made a princess. It's a whole... Know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what? That's true. Yes. Meghan Markle. Mm-hmm. That's her show. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Oh, he says he saw her on that show. Yeah. I mean, I think that's Well, how I he... mean, I wonder if that has anything to do with the resurgence with... Oh, it Because could be. obviously it's, a, it's, a, it's an entirely new generation that's yeah. now watching this, this, this show. Might be. Might um, be. I like the... But um, it was funny because there were... I saw two Super Bowl commercials with Suits stars. I didn't even realize that's what they from were. From today. Right. No clue. No clue. I loved the Dunkin' Donuts with J-Lo, <laughs> Ben Affleck, <laughs> Matt Damon, yeah. Tom Brady. I wonder. I just sat there wondering how much did they pay for that ad. I liked the couch potatoes. I like the Arnold Schwarzenegger State Farm. That was neighbor, funny. neighbor, like a good neighbor. Neighbor, it's neighbor. <laughs> That's what I said, neighbor. Neighbor, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That had that to cost them funny. a pretty penny too. Oh my gosh! To get Arnold to do that, yeah. But that was a unique approach to a commercial that just made you laugh. I'm you just know? glad they moved away from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. I just, 
I'm 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 on a Mahomes overload. I just don't I don't care for him. Mm. Uh, I think he showed his true colors earlier in the season when they you know they went on kind of a losing streak. Yes. And uh, he and Kelsey temper, both temper tantrums. Yes, yeah. he and Kelsey both to me showed their true colors. And when Kelsey attacked his coach on the sidelines mm-hmm. last night, Aaron, I'm like, why is this guy still in uniform? Yeah. I saw a local I saw me? a local coach post something that I thought was incredible, uh, saying, "If it were me, I would say, get your gear off. You're done. Regardless, Absolutely. regardless of it being the Super Bowl, didn't matter. You know, and and they're saying now that Andy Reid is saying no, it's way overblown. He just barely bumped me, and I was already losing my balance. Uh, but you can see him yelling at him. Yeah. Now he's going to say, oh, he's yelling because the crowd was so loud, and he had." But you look at this. You, you look at his face, and you're like, ah, "You should not ought to have done that." No, 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 no. I don't, Absolutely care, I don't not. care who you're dating. No, exactly. Doctor Lamar Gorey joining us coming up after the local news. Mike McCarty, one hundred one seven FM, seven ten Q. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Cato Parish School Superintendent Lamar Gorey joining us. Doctor Gorey, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you guys this morning? We're doing very well. Thank you for taking time to agreeing to talk with us this morning. Uh, we Aaron has been doing a lot of research on. We've got like thirteen schools. That uh, with declining enrollment, some are operating at like about a 30% capacity. Is it time to start looking at consolidating these schools to start saving money? Well, you know, I think, uh, and first off, you know, I think it's fair to say that the district has always, uh, for at least since, you know, the year 2000, you know, we've closed over 21 sites. Even since I've been here, we've closed the 11 sites. So the consolidation conversation has always been uh, awake in our system. We've always been aware that, you know, if you look at the census data, uh, we are seeing a decline in our entire population. So ultimately, that does mean we'll have less children to serve in our system. So, yes, uh, I do think as we go forward, We'll continue to see that as a part of the conversation on just being fiscally responsible as a school system. There was some mention by uh, school board member Don Little and, and that it you get $5,500 per child from the MFP, and that might cover a child at, you know, Uri Drive, but that at one of, at one of these capacity schools where the capacity is, um, there's not as many kids there, you may be spending ten or 15000 per child. Are those numbers accurate? You know, I, I don't know if those are numbers. Well, the 5,500 is pretty accurate. I don't know about as far as the 15,000. I don't know if we have any, you know, that's an exact situation, you know. But what I'll tell you is that, again, we are aware that there is a need for some uh, consolidation or some right-sizing as we continue to lose population. But, you know, just remind uh, you and the community that we're dealing with children and we're dealing with a parish that's over 900 square miles. So it's not as unique as to say that we can have the same number of students in each school. There are some situations in our parish, you know, if you look at children that are being educated in the Vivian community, those are very small schools, but the closest school is 45 minutes away. So there are going to be some anomalies where you're going to see smaller schools in a parish-wide system. And, and that's pretty normal if you look across our state. But again, we are making every effort as we go into our budget season to make sure that we are as um, fiscally responsible as we can be. But it's going to be more than just school size. You know, there are other things that we have to look at because I truly don't believe consolidation will close our entire our entire problem and I think there are a lot of real real realizations with uh, board members our perspective of this uh, that that just won't let us consolidate at some of the levels that some board members may think we need to I'm going to ask you a philosophical question because this wasn't your baby the creation of magnet schools it started you know I know I went to a magnet school in Baton Rouge when I was a uh, youngster and we have magnet schools. And folks are now telling me, some folks in the education world are saying that magnet schools are hurting and killing, mm-hmm. was the word used, some of our inner city schools. That the best and brightest from those inner cities don't want to go to those schools, so they go to a magnet school. Was it was creating the magnet program a mistake in looking back on it? 
You know what I'll tell you is I don't I don't feel that uh, it, a mistake is the right word to use, but I do believe that it's our job to look at the magnets and what they're providing us and how we can help them to support choice. Because one thing is very important if you listen to um, to the news in our country today and especially in our state is this word around choice. So I do believe the magnet schools provide our families with an awesome choice where they're receiving uh, the quality of education that those parents are looking for. Now, can't they receive that in their neighborhood schools? Absolutely, but we're at a point where I don't think that's going to be an option for many families. So the magnets do provide that option. I've always said it is our job in our neighborhood schools, though, to produce our very best product and to somewhat win our students back. I think we've seen that happen in several situations. Huntington High School comes to mind as a place that's really done that. But I think it's our job to just build strong neighborhood programs. I think we're going to have strong magnet programs, and and ultimately there'll be even strong charter charter options. And it's it's our, everyone's job to really fight hard to get the students to, to make the selection uh, your school. Dr. Lamar Gorey, Cattle Parish School Superintendent, uh, you bring up uh, Huntington High School, and with the declining enrollment in our Cattle Parish schools, is this strictly because of outward migration? Are there other issues? Uh, are there things that the school system can address? Are kids just not finishing school? What, what seems to be uh, the issue? Not at all. You have an aging population. If you look at those key indicators uh, in your census, you saw that our population has got older over the last 10 years. You saw, And what that means is that we have fewer people in childbearing years. Uh, when you see aging populations and older populations growing, or, or that being the majority or a larger part of the majority, that indicates that your, your child, your, your children, your school-age children numbers are going to be lower. As we're graduating students, we're just seeing fewer students in our school. Uh, you know, we're talking about when I started this work uh, in 2013 in Cattle Parish, over 10 years ago, we had 42,000 students, and now we are, we're down in that 30, 34,000 student range, so it's fewer students in the system. Now, what that speaks to is, should we be looking at consolidating facilities? Yes, and we have. Again, I've done 11 since I've been here. We've done nine elementaries, one high school, and, and also one administrative building. But what you see happening there is that because we are losing students and population so fast, it's, it, it's, a, it's a move target to keep up and again you, you you have to go through the process of there's a board that makes these decisions and you really have to continuously educate your board as to where you are so that the best decisions can be made ultimately looking at what's best for children can you stay with us i have some questions uh, about the use of our facilities and how we consolidate if we get to that can you stick with us I will do it, yes. Thank Dr. You, Lamar Gorey on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 Keel.com. More breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Dr. Lamar Gorey uh, talking about declining enrollment in our Cattle Parish schools. Uh, Dr. Gorey, we got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board that said, it seems to me, if these schools with a lower teacher-student ratio, they they would be knocking it out of the park with grades. So I'm, I'm wondering, you, you made a comment a moment ago about the neighborhood schools, and you can still get a quality education. Do you think... The education level is the same at a school like Green Oaks, which is operating at about 34% capacity, as opposed to, say, Caddo Magnet or Bird High School. Are they getting the same education? So, first off, lower student-teacher ratio uh, does not determine how many children are in a classroom. Uh, we're staffed. Schools are staffed for a certain number of students per teacher. So, whether you're in a school with 1,000 kids that op- that's operating at 101% or a school with 300 kids that's operating at 30%, your teacher-student ratio is the same. And I, and I think that's a very important point because that's consistent throughout the system. Now, remember, we're also operating in a system where we saw what what we saw 49 of 55 schools show measurable increases in their school performance scores last year so we're performing across the board we saw 13 schools uh, change their letter grade so clearly we are performing so we're making progress as far as the academic part of the conversation now when you think about protecting that you have to be careful when you start right sizing moving
proven about that you don't do that at the expense of children. And, and I'm the first to agree the fiscal conversation has to be important, but there is also still an element of how do we make sure that we're still providing children who've gone through a global pandemic, many who are out of school for a, a long period of time because of that, how do we make sure that we're still helping them to recover and to grow? And that's something that we are committed to. But but let me be a butthead a minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I've done before. She's <laughs> very good at it, by the way. <laughs> do you do you? Mike's question was: Do you maintain that an education at Green Oaks is as good as you'd get at Cattle Magnet or at Treve or at Bird? So what I maintain is that we are providing the exact same level of support at Green Oaks to students. We're providing high quality tier one curriculum and instruction. In fact, because we have seen struggling struggling performances there, we're doing additional resources in those in a school like a Green Oaks uh, to ensure that the children are getting a quality education. And again, we have a theory of action that really speaks to school performance as to how we provide supports. So I absolutely stand firm in that because of the level of support that we're providing to those teachers and those students. I will tell you, we're providing them with the same quality, if not more, support that we would at one of the other schools that you name. Okay, Don Little talked about consolidation. You did too. That The consolidation means closing schools. Explain to me what that process is. Do you bring a presentation before the board? Does your staff? How does that work? And what's the timetable? So when you look at what how this has worked in the past is that we will bring a plan to before the board, assist us a plan when we go into our budget process and the board has to vote. Now, remember, to close or consolidate anything, it takes seven votes. And remember, too, that at the same time, uh, these are very emotional. These are not quantitative decisions. And if you've ever followed a school consolidation or mm-hmm. school closure, you know uh, at some point very little has to do with dollars. It has to do with emotion. And one thing that we try and do is respect the emotions because they are real and make sure that we are building plans that our community can live within. Uh, And again, I'm going to say this again. There are other things and there's a lot of other opportunities for us to balance budgets and to be fiscally conservative, fiscally responsible uh, and to satisfy our conservative market, to satisfy our liberal market, uh, just to satisfy our children without necessarily saying we close um you know, schools at a rate that can happen uh, just because of the, some of the challenges. But we, we do look to be, you know, in, we're going to be looking in that market and we will we'll be bringing something forward um, during the budget season as it relates to our facilities. This year? So you're planning, you're working on it now? It is possible that will happen this year. Again, we're in the early stages of that. And again, you know, I have the luxury of talking to all the board members. I have the luxury of being in the community. And what I'll tell you is that this is not an easy conversation. It never has been, but it's a necessary one. And I do think that we have prepared our board and hopefully our community um, for what's to come. We know uh, Shreveport now has uh, several charter schools, and uh, we got a message that said Magnolia has never achieved a high score. Uh, should funding be reevaluated to some of these underperforming charter schools? You know, I, I think that the, the funding for charter schools and the work that they're doing, uh, you know, has is is, is controlled by law. Uh, I'm not a lawmaker, so I don't necessarily think that's my decision to make. Uh, but I do know that we do we do play a vital role in, in, in evaluating their academic progress. And I think, too, if you look at that school, they, too, are providing um, high-quality Tier 1 curriculum. They are providing supports. Uh, same thing that you see in many other schools. And they have made progress. Uh, I think that oftentimes we get caught up in the letter grade more so than looking at the progress. But, in that, but, but I think it's important to look at the progress that they're making uh, with children over there as well. Don Little mentioned to us, and I don't know if you've heard the interview or not, but he talked about when he talked about consolidating, he also talked about building a a big a newer school that would accommodate two or three of these schools. Are we in the are we in the stages of building any new schools at all? That is certainly a conversation that we've had with our board. You know, oftentimes, and I will tell you, and you know, um, when you talk to all the board members, one thing that's consistent is that there is a belief that these school closures, whether you agree or not, only happen in communities uh, that were that were once predominantly African-American. Mm-hmm. Okay, In that respect, um, there is a, that does create a level of tension that our community does not do well with. 
And I think because of that, we have tried to look at this from the perspective of how do you not just take it, but how do you give? And one of the thoughts there around giving would be, okay, how about if we look at building a new facility in our inner city uh, that would accommodate students in multiple schools? And that would that's a wonderful t- opportunity to consolidate. Now, that requires passing a tax generally to pay for it. And again, we have to look at the health, the health of our community when, when, and where they are with passing taxes, especially new taxes. Uh, so that, that but the, yes, that is a part of the conversation that we're having with the board. In the in the last minute, Dr. Lamar Gore, you, you said uh, since you've been on board, uh, you have did you say you closed like eleven facilities? Eleven, yes, and that's since that's within the last ten years. So, what is done with those physical plants? Does this does the parish just step away from them? Is there an effort to uh, reuse those in some way to sell the property? What's done with those? So, uh, well, we don't step away from anything. Through our strategic plan, and this plan has been in place since I've been here, we work very closely with the community around what they would like to see happen. Uh, based on after that, we go to a process where we either list a school for a commercial property. We've done that before. Uh, we've sold several buildings. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but we've sold several of those buildings. I think if you look at schools like Arthur Circle, we ended up going into a charter agreement on that school. Um, uh, you know, the Barrett has a, is under contract now. Uh, so what we do is our commitment has been to not do anything that's going to bring down the value of a community. So we try and keep those schools neat, keep them clean, uh, and we've worked hard in the past to not even board them up. But, um, you know, as we as we move forward, we will continue to try and sell those properties as our first for as our first resource so that we can take that, that that site off the books but then the next thing that we've done a lot too is we will tear the school down if it's in a, if it's in a it becomes an eyesore or preventing um you know or we just don't feel we can sell it and we've mm-hmm. done that as well so we have numerous options we don't walk away from them though we do have some buildings that were repurposed and a lot of those were done pre uh, before i came back into the superintendency but again they've made great office space uh, as we have had you know a need for office space for central for central leadership of the district Dr. Lamar Gorey, I, I pledged that I wouldn't put these numbers up until we got your comments and talked to you about it. So I will put the numbers up today with regard to these schools that are uh, declining enrollments. And I appreciate your time this morning. Very interesting. Right. And I thank you so much for listening and just encourage the community to always know that this when we're dealing with children, this is not uh, they're not widgets. Uh, so it's really um, you have to be careful how you deal with them and make sure that you're making the best decisions. And we'll continue to do that. Education is vital. We hadn't gone, we hadn't gone broke yet. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Lamar Gorey, thank you, sir. Keep doing God's work. That's my plan. Thanks. 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Stories of the Day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I know you do like uh, the the DoorDash where you, you order your groceries. I order my groceries online and I go pick them up. I don't have anything delivered. I don't. I oh, you don't have it up. delivered. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Never, I, never, never. I told you this story about my daughter. She lives in Dallas, and she ordered a one of the uh, half-gallon containers. <laughs> we wanted Bluebell mint chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. But it was like 1030 at night. We didn't want to get out. So she did it on one of those delivery services. Erin, mm-hmm. it was like 30-something dollars by the time it was all said and done. God. And the guy delivered a pint. Oh. <gasps> Oh, 30 bucks for a pint. A pint. Yeah. Now, Yow. it was Bluebell and it was mm-hmm. mint chocolate chip, but <laughs> it was a pint. Now, no. there was, there's a kid that posted on, um, I don't know if it was TikTok or Instagram, an order through DoorDash from McDonald's. And they posted, the employee posted on the McDonald's, this is not a made up thing. It was on the screen, their little order screen, a single salt packet. No. A single salt packet during mm. the Super Bowl. Golly. And <laughs> I, they said, okay, this has got to be something just to see if this would go viral. Right. Nobody can really be going, I don't have any salt in the house. I need, oh I need my a gosh. salt packet. First of all, McDonald's gives those away, you know, mm-hmm. with an order. So you're paying delivery fee. You're you're tipping the driver. You're uh, 
I, I, I cannot think this is a real order. It has to be a joke. Somebody is going, ah, look, I made it. I made it. I, I got a viral video. Yeah, that's what it's about. It's got to be. There's no way. In the comments, though, a lot of restaurant workers said, you know what? We've seen similar orders. A single dipping sauce or uh, a cup of syrup or two ketchup packets. <laughs> Just a side not- of pickles. Somebody ordered 15 slices of American cheese. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. We are certainly getting lazy. I just, I, I just can't. I, I don't know. I'm not to the, I'm not to the, I'll order my groceries online. I'm not to that point yet. I'm, I wanna, I'm doing that. I want to pick my own meats and, and, you know, my own fresh fruits and things. I've had, you've had you've had no problems. Very good luck with that. I really have. And I'm, I'm very happy with the way it's gone. The only time I ordered from DoorDash or was when I had COVID. If I needed medicine delivered, like from Walgreens or something. Oh, interesting. Or if I needed food delivered. They'll do a, pers- a subscription or is it just over-the-counter medication? Oh, they'll bring anything. Yeah, they'll bring anything. You can get them to, to deliver anything and they'll bring it to you. And you tip online so they you just tell them, leave it on my car or leave it on my carport, whatever. And they'll leave it there and then go about their business. Because I didn't want to interact with anybody with COVID, you know, when right. I had my three bouts of it. But um, so, yeah, I've done that just in just in that time. See, to me, I don't know. I, to me, and, and I'm a little bit like Dwight Schrute in this way. I don't want to pay somebody to do something I can do myself. Right. Even mowing right. my own yard. I, I like understand. the way I do my own yard. Mm-hmm. And I'm physically perfectly capable of doing it. And to, to pay somebody. Now, I understand there's time constraints and I, I work 12 hours a day. Sometimes it ain't fun. You know, mm-hmm. but <laughs> Dwight said, I can and do cut my own hair. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I going to pay oh. and tip somebody to cut my oh, own hair? That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Super Bowl Sunday yesterday. I was uh, I was actually impressed with some of the commercials overall. It seems like, I, I, and I think you know we talk about the commercials having not been as good over mm-hmm. the past several years, but I think a lot of that, Aaron, is the fact that the bar was set so high for so many years. It was like, well, some companies. They put their entire annual advertising budget into the Super Bowl. Right, right. So the the commercials were so creative and so outlandish at some point mm-hmm. that it made news. And now we expect it. Yes. We expect, you know, Emmy-winning commercials mm-hmm. during the Super Bowl. And when they all don't all live up to that standard, we're like, well, they're not as good. And and it's some of them were really funny. They they were. I liked a lot of them. I love the couch potatoes out growing in the field, <laughs> and the TVs are popping up we in the couch in the couch, couch potato potatoes. field. Yes, I love that. I like the uh, Dunkin' Donuts with J Lo and Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Tom Brady. How much did they spend on that one? Good I, God! I just I was still I'm still fascinated by the fact that Suits has become the top rated. Pro streaming program in the history of Netflix, this show that started in 2011 mm-hmm. and still relevant. So you've got an entirely new generation. There were two Super Bowl commercials featuring suit stars. Wow. It was, wow. <laughs> I was just caught off guard by that. It and was it, hilarious. And it was a great football game, too. And the, the game was good. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> One of one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty just in front of your money now. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on one oh one seven FM and seven ten Keel. We were talking earlier this morning about the one year old child that was shot dead four o'clock in the morning by a drive by. Uh, late late Saturday now, actually early Sunday morning, about four o'clock uh. on Sunday morning, 
And we got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. It says, I'm very saddened that a child has been murdered, but don't you think it was not a random drive-by and gang life is involved? Unfortunately, that's the life some people choose and their families suffer and they'll want retaliation. I absolutely don't think that that was a random drive-by. No. I, now, I, I, I know no more than the, than anybody else knows at this point. Uh, the police have only issued a, a photograph of the suspect's car. Uh, looks like a red or orange small sedan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't, we don't know anything about the suspects unless the police know some things, and they very well may. That they haven't released yet. Absolutely. But they think it might be teenagers that were involved. That's just... And then there was probably a target in that apartment or, or in one or of those in apartments. Those, right, in that building, apartment building. And, and and in the process, a one-year-old baby is dead. A one-year-old baby. I can't even imagine being that family. You're burying a baby. I... Mike, I'm not, I'm at a loss for words. I don't know. No, I don't know what to say. I, I agree. I don't know if you're a po- police officer, if you can even put this in words, or if you're the EMS team that shows up. How do you even? How do you even put this in in words? I really don't understand it. Well, when the you know the police obviously they're talking about a, a one year old child now being dead and possibly at the hands of teenagers but you know you mentioned earlier when when we were we didn't even think about settling disputes in this manner in in my high school I went to Northwood High School we had you know hunting rifles and shotguns in our cars and trucks yeah we had they used to have gun racks in the back of a pickup window sure and there were guns Never once would I even dream of going out and getting a gun to solve a dispute. And and now that's the first response. And, and I don't know how you change that because I don't know how you teach somebody to care. Because mm. they don't care. No, they don't. And it's just tragic that we're talking about a baby's dead today. Yes. And I and I do want to say it's a small percent of our population that is doing this, but they're terrorizing our city. And we have to find answers. And I know we can say pray and we can, you know, talk about more police presence, but they can't, police can't be everywhere. Right. They just can't. But I bet you these guys, once they're arrested, this ain't their first rodeo. Right. Exactly. And I guarantee you those the firearms are not legally owned or possessed firearms. Mm. They weren't obtained legally. I, I, I would lay money on it. Yeah. And they've been arrested before. Yeah, that's the sad part. Even, even probably juveniles mm-hmm. are probably not unknown to law enforcement. Oh, yeah, they know them all. They really do. 101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty.